Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And I'm AJ Casada. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you'd like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to twiz.io to sign up today. So... I think the good purpose of this meeting for us will be a just talking to Christian. As of now, we haven't had uh, a single lead that has turned into a registration. I think part of that is the probably the pool that we're in. Part of that is you know being completely fair. Christian's been focused on our internal ads and those leads coming in, but you know the email and we'll we'll take a look at it. You know the email responses and then going back and forth hasn't led to anyone saying, "Yeah, hey, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to register." So maybe there's a maybe there's a breakdown in our process. But what, what I'd like to find, you know, during this call is, hey, th- does it make sense to continue with this? My, my guess is yes, because there's probably some things we can tweak and we'll see how it goes. Or should we put more of the focus on doing the same thing, but for Learn Media? which is probably going to be which really what I kind of envision this really working well for. I'd like to kind of figure out today. I, again, my gut tells me like there's definitely tweaks that we can make. You know, first and foremost, I think we just need to target U.S. only. And that's what I want to confirm with you. Are we U.S. only? Are we tier one countries? Are we international at this point? Because Christian was saying we're getting some, some international folks. And I think because it's a local event, we probably should only focus on U.S. only. Yeah, we can switch to that. It's basically international, but defined to more of the first uh, first world countries. I would say let's focus on U.S. only. Especially when it's coming up in only four weeks. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point as well, running, because then it's harder for people to plan. Because, I mean, I remember being at the Expert Summit event, there was a fair amount of people from other countries, but most people were U.S. And either way, it's a bigger decision if they have to pay for travel expense, right? So. Exactly. And a lot of those people were warm too, Donick. So Yeah, the ones that were in that's exactly right. The ones that were in international. Uh, fair, yeah. Yeah. They were warm. Yeah, and I'm talking I'm even t- I even got some from manual outreach, but that was all from Onyx posts responding yep. to that. So So I, I so number one, I think that'll help us tremendously, right? Just going US only. And then number two, yeah, let's walk through the process. I I guarantee you there's stuff that we're not, you know, we can improve on, on our side, you know, with some of your guidance there. So yeah, so I, I just wanted to kind of define what we should be discussing today. Like I'd really like to figure out, okay, what what do we do moving forward with, you know, the expert summit leads? Again, my gut tells me, yeah, let's refine it a little bit, come back, revisit it next week, see where we're at. But I'd really like us to get moving on learn media. I think that's probably an area where it doesn't matter if they're international. I mean, it does to a certain extent, but you know, they can buy media from anywhere. And I think that's probably going to give us more of a bang for our buck. Not to mention we're doing pretty well at least internally with ads, with getting the seats filled, that it may make sense to, at some point, you know, focus our effort on the learn media stuff. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely figure it out. At least on my side, I'm happy to help you guys out with both. It's good to know that if we want to prioritize, it might make more sense to prioritize learn media, especially cause that's more, um, you know, it's just a new thing in general. You guys are trying to really ramp up. So it's good to know that, but like in terms of, you know, working together and all this, I'm happy to, I'm happy to support on both ends and keep both running. When we review the numbers, I think to start, Christian was telling me prior to like late yesterday, we had 27 people that were interested via email. Interested meant that they responded with something like, yeah, I'm interested. I'd like to know more. 
The problem I think that he was running into is that follow-up email after I'm interested, he wasn't really getting a response. But I think part of that too was he was saying, okay, great. Why don't you go here and, and request a free ticket? Yeah, that, that's my fault. I, I have not been using the templates. And so I kind of said, well, merely what we should do is say, awesome, that's great. Reiterate what this is about. And so I got a few more clarifying questions for you and trying to get them to go that way. So again, I think from a process flow, maybe we're not following the process right. Maybe there's ways we can improve. So let's kind of look at that and see where we're at. So yeah, definitely clear that, that there's a little bit of a disconnect from leads to actual conversions. So I think that's the main thing to focus on. Just so you guys know on the front end, the reason that I'm excited about this campaign in general is that these numbers are excellent, like 80% open rate, 13-8% reply rate. Typically CAJ for other other partners from that perspective. More of like the average range is five to ten percent. And this is also keep in mind that this is a baby campaign, right? So imagine after three to six months of optimizing, like it should only it should either stay the same or go up, right? What is the average for clients for open rate? Average open rate will be like 40 to 60 percent on cold emails. So we're getting so we're way above average. Obviously, that's not the issue. So the copy's getting responses, right? Open rate is great. This is above average. This is above average too since yeah. What is reply rate? Reply rate is just the number of leads that have replied. Okay, so this so means yes or this means yes or no. Yeah. This doesn't make sense for me. Or hey, yes, I'd like to find out more. Just if they've replied in general. Exactly. Any reply. And normally like five to ten percent is pretty standard. Five percent is good enough at the starting point because you know you're gonna optimize it more. But yeah, we're well above average here. So I think we really just gotta work on cracking this. Our messaging is good because if it wasn't, we would have had a terrible open rate. So, so yeah, so content-wise, the messaging is there, right? Our subject lines, the content of the emails, if there was a problem there, we, we would see an issue with the open rate or the reply rate, which we're not seeing. Exactly. Right. And yeah, this is only going to optimize further because we've been testing a lot of different messages and now we have enough data to look back and be like, oh, this one template is getting the most responses, right? So this is all in great shape, especially considering, uh, like even, even if this was after six months, three to six months of optimizing this, we'd be happy with this, right? So this is a great start off. We just need to basically figure out the process to get them booked in from there. So and opportunities. So, right. So we're at only 23 opportunities. I'm imagining that should be a lot higher though, right? Because that opportunities is basically reply rate, right, Christian? Christian, whenever you mark, whenever you mark something in here as like interested or whatever it is, whether you mark it as interested or meeting book, that'll tie over into opportunities here. And for reply rate, that 13%, is that 13% of 80 or 13% of 100? 13% of 100. So that's 13% of every. Of the overall sense. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Now, just so you guys understand, if, if uh, most people, they use cold email for like booking a call. So typically from there, like a 30 to 50% lead conversion rate would be would be good. Meaning like, okay, I have 10 people that are interested. At least three of them end up actually taking the next step. Here, because this is a pretty unique campaign where we're having people go fill out a form for an event, we don't really have a benchmark to compare it to. So this is kind of new territory. But of course, you know, we should be able to get more than like a few out of 23 to, to, to get in there. But yeah, I'd say on that front, as far as how we can get this up, part of it is just that rigorous follow-up and email as far as how frequently we're messaging them after they've sent that first response and also what's being said. So I think there's definitely room to optimize that follow-up template like we, you mentioned earlier, Joe. So I think at one point we can optimize the email side. On the other side, I know we talked in Slack about calling some of these leads, and I think that will be that can be a, a game changer as well, right? If they haven't, if we haven't seen their form come in after two days, call them and just be like, hey, I figure it might be easier just to uh, see if I can help you with that form, or you know, chat about the requirements here. How do we get those phone numbers? 
So number one and number two, if a lot of these people are international, also that we got to do Apollo is what, right? Uh, AJ, you're going to suggest we do Apollo? Yeah, exactly. So um, this is. And what's the cost yeah. of Apollo? 79 a month or the 99? Well, that's just flipped because it was 79 the other day. Oh, it's uh, when you look at it annually. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, monthly billing. Yep. And then it gives you. 50 mobile credits and then with this, or you can just add on more. But if you guys are only calling the qualified leads, the people that are just interested, like this is probably good enough to get started, right? Because there's 20 people ready to call. Right? Yeah. Well, so it allowed, do we call, does he call through Apollo? Oh, Apollo just gives you the the mobile number. So like if Christian has a lead, you can go type in their company name and it'll look for a phone number. Exactly. But really like I would say, most entrepreneurs that run a pretty small business, like they'll usually have their number on their website, like especially like an agency or a coach. So you might be able to look them up on Google Maps or their website or their social media and see if there's a phone number. I'd imagine you could probably get a handful through that. And then whatever ones you don't, you could use this tool to like hover over their website or search their name inside of their database and uh, you'll see what comes up. Got it. What's the, um, I think it's hunter.io. Is that a, the Google extension where you get the phone numbers from their website? Yeah, same thing. So similar, similar software. Um, Apollo would work the same way where you can have a Chrome extension on their website. You can see what it pulls up. But if, you, if you're just using it to get mobile credits, you know, you could definitely compare with uh, Hunter 2. I think it probably works out to be the same price. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of these scraping tools. Why don't you try and get their phone number from like, so if we know the name of their company, let's go to their website, yeah. link it. Even if you do type in their name and phone number, I've got numbers that way mm -hmm. too. Okay. Uh, let's start with that. And if you're not getting any success, I can, I can, you know, sign up for Apollo, but okay. you know, still 50 mobile credits. It's not a ton if we're thinking about it, but over the course it's of not a lot. Yeah. You know, I mean, a hundred dollars. I mean, if we got to do it, we'll do it. I just don't want to sign up for it. If we don't really, need it. you okay. tell me we need it. Okay. But I think AJ's right. We got to start calling these people. Okay. Is there a way, AJ, to ask for a phone number and an email response that, that you've seen that works? Or is that too much where they're like, ah, I don't want to do that? Um, I mean, Christian can reply, however, like, yeah, however he wants, as long as it kind of, as long as it fits into the conversation. So you mean like reply and be like, hey, what's your phone number? Maybe it's easier to still talk through the, talk through yeah. the requirements or something. Yeah, I can, I, yeah, I can, I can make that an offer too. With like my response, I can say, let me hear the additional questions and then I'll say also, um, just what's your phone number if you'd rather discuss that way, or I can just even give them my phone number and say, you can give me a call. No, I would say get there. Yeah. Yeah. That would be solid. Um, so really like, I think what we just need to do here is, is, is like really like script out this, um, this cadence, right. As far as, um, cause Christian, I, I definitely looked over in the inbox and I saw, I liked a lot of what you're doing. I, I liked how you just. Yeah, a lot of like the tone of it, you know, how you're finding people. I definitely like what I saw in there. So I think you're off to a, yeah, I think what you were, what you were saying was fine. Um, but I think we can just script out. So it's almost like the same every time. And it's just like, you just optimize as possible, right? Is there anything, AJ, that you, like any other suggestions that you would make? Do you want to go oh, over the, um, the templates that you have as well, just so we can clear those up and, and make it, you know, clear which ones I'll use? Yeah, we could definitely, we could definitely do that. To your question, Joe, it's really just having better email follow-up and then better slash more frequent email follow-up and the phone call. So it, it, yeah, I think we probably look at most things in sales just coming down to the touch points and the messaging being used, right? So it's really, really that. And all we think of is be email, phone number. If you want, you can hit them up on social media too. That will maybe go later in the cadence. Like let's say they weren't responding to emails, they weren't responding to calls. You could maybe look them up on LinkedIn. 
only as like a bastard re- as as a last resort. But I think really just just getting the email and the phone optimized, like that's that should be a game changer. Got it. And considering what we do have now, based on my responses, do you think I'm like on top of responding to them promptly? You know, when they are interested and following up, or do you think I'm I'm missing some people that I haven't reached out to? I took a quick glance earlier and I definitely like what I saw as far as how you were handling the inbox and, you know, jumping on these responses pretty quick. I can take a deeper look later to see if maybe there's anything missed or anything that might show the process could be a little bit faster. But yeah, I mean, at a quick glance, I I liked what I saw when I was looking at it earlier. Okay, awesome. Uh, How do I get access to instantly? Uh, I don't want to have to pay for another account if we don't need one, but like, is there, can I get access to it or do we have to share logins? How does that work? Yeah, everything's shared with the engineering admin learn login. So I don't know if this was posted somewhere in Slack. I don't let me see. I'm just gonna post it again in the main channel and I'll pin it. You have multiple people access instantly with the same uh, login credentials? Yep, exactly. And then yeah, what would be what you could do if you want to get an overview of um can you guys see my main screen again with instantly? So once you get inside Joe, what you can do is you can click here on this section, which is the Unibox. This shows just the reply. So you can get a sense for how the inbox is looking, what people are saying, what Christian's responding. I think if both you and I do a thorough look in here, we can see what other ways there are to optimize the messaging or the frequency. Um, but this this tab on the left will uh, show you like all of the active conversations. And actually, look, today we've even got a couple, you know, we got like two or three leads already today. This is great. We just need to, we just need to crack this last piece. So yeah, Christian, Joe and I'll take a deeper look, but just to give us a quick overview, would you say that like this has been the standard response? Like you would send him this link and then say join the Facebook group? Essentially, yes. Okay, and cool. She said, send me the free ticket and then you go all the way up. It says, no, sorry, the other up. Yes. Send the free ticket and then she says register here and then you said this as a follow-up, right? Yeah, and then go all the way up. I see that. I think here when she says send the free ticket, it would be good to explain a little bit of context as to like how it works. And then that way they go walk into the page knowing they're going to have to apply, you know, because there was a little bit of a, of a disconnect there. I can see. Yeah. Because but I, I know it's like cold email. So like my thing is because it's cold email, like I'm trying to keep it as short and sweet as possible. So these guys aren't like all this information. And like, I don't even know this guy just like want to just get to the point that that was my thought process behind that. That is the right thought process. Cause we definitely want to send him an essay, but I think we could probably find a happy medium where there's, because, you know, one thing I realized is, like, people always need to be kind of resold or reminded of the value. Like, the fact that they replied to the email the next day, they could have totally forgot about it. So I think, I think Joe, you alluded to this a little bit earlier, too. I think, like, uh, just restating kind of the value prop of the event and then being, like, register here, that sort of thing, you know? Yeah, it just seems bizarre that out of all these responses, not one person, because I said, well, let's, let A, let's do a test lead, just make sure that it's coming through okay, which it did. So we know that the link is working. But it just seems bizarre that they haven't, you know, again, we get it. People get lazy. So I was like, all right, let's try and basically just ask them. I said, take the form right over email. Like, ask them a couple questions, see if they qualify. And then, you know, if they respond back, then we go, okay, great. You know, you meet the requirements. Do me a favor. Fill out this uh, this form here for your free ticket, and you'll be all set up. We're going to see how that works. Because right now, what we're doing is not working, is we're not getting people when we send them the link to fill it out or complete it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. So when I was talking, so when I was talking before about the frequency, uh, the messaging behind the follow-ups, and also calling, that's more for the follow-ups after the first message. But I, but you just brought up a great point that the actual initial response, which we're looking at here, as far as how we introduce the link, we could definitely um, play around with that too. So you're thinking basically respond and not send a link, ask them a couple questions, and then be like, "Great news, you should qualify or you should meet the requirements." Do you want to show AJ 
what we're um, or point them to uh, the one that we just sent. Yeah, we were just there. Yeah, so there you go. We're hosting a free three day mastermind. Yep. Are you one of the founders of the business? You carry off digital products, coaching with mine. Yeah. So, so if we get answers to yes for these, I mean, pretty much is the only other question is if they're over 500K, which, which we left out. But now I'm thinking about it. We, yeah, we just that one. We should add that one in. That, that's a big one. So then in that case, so the approach here was just get them to kind of tell us a little bit about their business and then be like, good news, you pre-qual, you, you're, you're, you meet the requirements for the step to get your free ticket, right? Exactly. And then now I'm looking at it, I'm like, the big one that we did forget is they need to be at least 500K or more. So we, sh we should add that into the template. Yeah. And then we want to also give the impression that it's really like a personal conversation and not like a copy and paste. So I'd say we're having this just be, say maybe we could maybe word this or at least, yeah, make this not bold and underlined. Yeah, and that's my fault. I actually did it from more of a like a copywriting perspective. And I see what you're saying. You want it to be more of a like a colder email. You do want to format that first bullet to, to AJ when you get a chance. Are you one of the founders of the business? Gotcha. And then maybe if you don't mind, maybe the second question needs to be the 500K question. Mm -hmm. I agree. Those are probably the two most important. Are you a founder? Does the business generate at least 500? And then the other ones are exactly. Yep. Thank you. I, I, okay, cool. going with now to make it look more like a, a free flowing personal email and not a not an ad. Yeah, exactly. And that's a tough thing. That's why a lot of people have a hard time with grabbing their heads around cold email because they're used to copywriting in other places where people are kind of expecting an ad. But yeah. this is really like this is we're supposed to give the impression that like, well, it's actually what's happening. Like they're just talking to a real person. They're just talking to Christian who thought of them because he found their website online, thought they'd be a great fit and is now telling them a little more about the event. Right. So. So you can even change this like, sure, here's the quick rundown and I'm happy to answer more questions. And we just need a, a lead in from this, right? You made this into a template when we were doing this earlier. Yeah, well, th that's what it is, yeah. Gotcha. These are all the responses. Something like this, just want to make sure that before we set you up with the free yep. ticket. That makes perfect sense. Now, that, coming from that, that uh, looking at through the lens of just making it a cold email, not a... Yeah, it's basically just got to be as conversational as possible. That's kind of like what people expect when they go in their email inbox. Unless I know I'm subscribed to Learn Media or Learn, I know I'm getting emails that have like pictures and images and it's supposed to be kind of marketing. Have you more questions? We do a mastermind is marketing at the Learn Center, Rockville, Maryland, period. Okay. Yes, yeah, so let's see if that gets us anywhere. And if it gotcha. does, we know they, they meet the requirements and it's easy. It's like, great, you know, yeah. in order to get your free ticket, just fill out this form. You know, it's going to ask you some of the same questions, but, just, you know, at this point, fill it out and, and you'll be all set. Cool. And now are they still going to the landing page or would they go actually right to a form there? Well, I guess that's the thing, Christian, at this point, now that we've added an additional question, do they even need to fill out the form? Probably not. They you, can don't. you can manually add them in at this point. Yeah, they don't. Just make sure you give credit to, to the Revenue Boost project. Yeah. Oh, so what you're thinking here, what you guys are thinking is actually like having this be enough of a approval for them to go into the event or not, and then exactly. just not even, not even ask them to go to the next step of filling out, clicking on the landing page, filling it out? Correct. I think initially I was just thinking like, let's just ask them a couple quick questions just to see if they kind of, you know, yeah. engaging with us. But those are the questions. But, but so. now at the end of the day, once we add in the 500K, mm -hmm. and at the end of the day, there's nothing really else to really no. you know, there's nothing further to ask they, they, we will know if they meet the requirements and then you can just say hey great you know i got you set up here's you know you're gonna get your free ticket we just need to qualify we just need to make sure that we label it as a revenue boost that's all yeah 
Which and then I'll, I'll just follow up with that. Like once they do answer, are you, you know, can you be certain that you're a hundred percent sure yeah, some, something or something like that. that? Yeah. Before we add you to the list. Yeah. Like, is there anything else we're missing there? We say in business for one year, but that's fine. We're doing over 500 K that are founder. Yeah. They, 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 these five questions would give us enough uh, of an indication whether or not they meet the requirements. Yeah, I think so. That will reduce the step of the funnel, right? So that'll be um, that'll be awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to see how this how this one plays out. Question though, so this would be more fitting if someone was pretty interested in the event, but for someone who make uh, like a more of a slight interest and they're like, let me check it out. Do we feel this to be enough, or do we think it might make sense to still have them look over the landing page because that landing page does have a lot of cool like social proof and stuff too. When you say that, can you put a period there by the way after Maryland? Yeah, driving me nuts, but it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> So the, the short answer is you're, you're absolutely right. We probably should send them the link, but that's what we've been doing. We're not really getting a response. Like people are like, hey, tell me more. Like, hey, great, no problem. Like, here's all the information. Here's all the information on this page and no one's responding. So that's yeah. kind of where all this came about of like, well, maybe we got to try a different approach. Like for this lady, she did respond. If you go up, she did respond. So like but she did, she should go to the page and then she was just a little con uh, confused by it. The agencies that do the best and grow the most are the ones that have excellent offers, great marketing, and great sales systems. Now, the customer acquisition process can be really hard to master. There's a lot that goes into generating leads, closing deals, building a sales team. Especially since our industry is so competitive and there's so many agencies and freelancers out there, it makes it really hard to stand out and grow and win you know, the clients that you want. Now, fortunately, we've created a free Facebook community with trainings, weekly live sessions, and tons of really valuable networking opportunities with six, seven, and eight-figure agency owners. You can find it here on Facebook at B2B Sales and Marketing Secrets. So right now, go to Facebook, do a search and type in B2B sales and marketing secrets. Or you can just add me on Facebook, AJ Casada, and find a link on my profile. There's also a free mini course inside on how to generate more leads, close more deals, and scale your agency. I highly recommend you join. It'll only take one minute. And if you ever need any questions or need advice, just email me at aj at revenueboost.net. So again, if you ever want to drop me a question, email me at aj at revenueboost.net. I love helping agencies and sharing ideas about how they can grow further. And again, go join our free Facebook community, guys. It's so valuable. We have great trainings in there, great posts, and tons and tons of content that we don't normally share with the public. So go to the Facebook group right now, B2B Sales and Marketing Secrets. Drop me a message once you're in there. I love to connect with our community members and check out the video trainings and the free course we have inside. See you there. Now back to the show. I mean, I guess I should say like, oh, that that's just for your official registration so we can have you on our list. Or I can just respond and ask her the questions and say, forget about the sheet, just ask her the questions. Well, no, what you can say is you can just say, yeah, the link I sent you was to request your free, request your free, free ticket. Yeah. Fill out the form and that way you can request your free ticket. Or my question is, or should I just ask her those questions in this email and just say. Well, let me ask you this. Because you said, do, do you know whether or not she meets the requirements? I don't. No. No. Okay. no. So then, yeah, then we need to send her a scroll down or scroll up. I want to see the, well, yeah, down, I guess. I, I want to see what's below. Yeah. Sorry, AJ. Why are we holding a seat for them? We're holding a seat for you. Should we hold it or give it to someone else in case you missed my last note? That's a pre-generated response. This was the automated campaign. Basically, this probably was file number three. And then she replied on file number three saying, sure, Christian, send it over. And then we sent this. Yeah, so now it's kind of weird if we say, hey, we're saving your free seat, but now we're saying, oh, we need you to register 
see if you meet the requirement. This approach would still work fine as long there just needs to be more context before we just send them to the page. Just like a kind of a quick intro, like how it works is you can look over this page, make sure the dates work, and then you would fill out to actually make sure you are fit for the free seat or something like that. So I think um make sure you meet the requirements for the free seat. That's the very yeah. Yeah, meet, meet the requirements for the free seat. So I think, I mean, if we want, we could even just try, still try both approaches. I think just in general, like we just need to change this template as, yeah, just kind of getting a little more contact before they head over to the page. So they kind of know what they're going to expect and that they're going to have to fill out a form when they get there, right? And then maybe, like, maybe, I don't know, what do you guys think? Maybe every other lead we try this approach or do we want to just keep it simple and just, just uh, have one way? Yeah, I think we should have gave her that context. That, that was my bet. I definitely think I should have done that. Oh, it's all good, man. We've only been running uh, just a week and a half or so. So we're, this is uh, part of the process, right? Just fine tuning and iterating. So all that to say, we don't necessarily have to discount the original approach because I think we just need better messaging and we probably can get more people coming in plus more thorough follow-up. But I'm open to either because I, I also kind of like the idea of just having like this all happen in email just for the sake of- Well, let's, yeah, we'll, let's, we'll test it and we'll see how it works. I think first and foremost, we changed the targeting just to US only. That's first and yeah. foremost. We'll see how this approach works, this response, if this elicits, you know, a better response or not. And like you said, AJ, the third piece is just being a little bit more deliberate in our email responses to give them a little bit more clarity. Yeah. And also, I think we should add the actual dates to all of the pre-generated emails, especially now, again, because it's coming up closer. So when we say March, just so it's easy for them to look it over and say, oh, those dates work. All right, let me ask. Rather than like them saying, okay, it's in March. I don't know when. I don't feel like talking to this guy. Screw it. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair. That's a good idea. What you can do, if you ever want to adjust something with the copy or you, you know something, the way you can go is you can go into campaign sequences okay. and then you just click on the variations here and then you would just click save. So yeah, I'm, I'm fi it's fine with me if you ever want to tweak around with this. I won't worry about it. If it's just a small thing like that, then you could definitely go ahead and um, just make sure you click save after if you do anything. Is there a way for me to see like, I guess, A, B, C, D, E? That's the order. That's the order that they're getting them. These are all different variations. So step one, basically there's four, there's four steps in the whole email campaign. And then the first one we're testing. Yeah, I'm going to put, I put the dates in, in all of those iterations. Yeah, cool. So then, so we can try this process flow of just having them fill it out. Um, and then either way we want to, let's actually just template out the follow-ups as well. Right. So we can have follow-up one, the next day, follow up two, two days later, and then somewhere in here insert a call. Cause I think, yeah, we're, no matter what we say in this first response, some people just, it just slips their email inbox. So we, we just got to get on them. And then in each email, remind them that the event's ticking down and we can only hold their ticket for so long or potentially, you know, hold their potential ticket for so long. Well, at some point in the next week or so, we're going to be at like 60, 65% full. I think that's another, Hey, we're filling up that. Yeah. We're already at 65% capacity. And now you got some urgency. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think even if it's every, now that we're getting closer, I think it's fine that it's like, even if it's every day, like they respond, we respond with this. We give them 24 hours. If they haven't responded again, we email them again. If we haven't responded again, maybe the next day they get a call and the following day they get another email. But I think like, because it's, because we're, we actually have urgency we can play off of because it is an, it is an event. Yeah. I think it's fine to just be like that frequent with it. Like just every day until we get clarity. Okay. Yes. Okay. So maybe Jay, one question for you. I'm getting stuck in the minutiae. I apologize. That last question, are you using paid media on Facebook, YouTube, or TikTok to generate leads? Should we just remove to generate leads and just say, are you using paid media on Facebook, YouTube, or TikTok? That's really, yeah. 
because we're saying are using marketing funnels to generate online leads. I think that's probably more. Yeah, possible. yeah, that maybe that would be kind of redundant at that point. Cool. So we'll try this as the first approach, and then we'll make sure that the it's they're basically just basically getting a sequence, right? Like every every day for the next we can just call it week, right? Every day they're getting some sort of email follow up and just a reminder that the event's counting down, and then. Maybe on the third day, if they still haven't booked in, you can just give them a call, Christian. So we can maybe introduce the phone on like the third day if the emails haven't gotten a response yet. Cool. We can just go script these out. These, these would be simple though. I, I can write something uh, simple for these. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. We can just template this out later. That way, basically everyone that shows interest goes through the same process and has like multiple touch points over the next week until we push them to the finish line. Yeah. Just the last question. Okay. So I guess we'll fix this with when we start targeting U.S., but there's people that are interested. They're not available for that date. They're interested and maybe they, let's say they don't meet the income requirement. I guess we don't really have to template out those emails unless you want to. I mean, I've been following up with them just as I'm following up with them. Do you think we should template out those emails? Template everything. Cause yeah, that basically the intention of the document is that it's uh, eventually we just can become this, this uh, built out template library that you can just copy and paste from. Right. So it just makes your life easier. Whenever you're seeing you're responding to the same thing more than twice. Just make a template out of it and just throw it here on the document. So yeah, eventually this, this document will kind of like grow. Cool. And by the way, if someone's interested but they can't make the dates, maybe we can still have them apply and just say like, we'll keep you on the list for next time or something. I usually invite them to the Facebook group, but I still have them marked as interested in our, and instantly. So we have their information. Yeah, it's kind of like what we're doing for our ads, which is if they can't make the event for interested, you're going to hit them up for the next Exactly. Time. So they, they are uninterested for there and they're going to the Facebook group. So. Okay, cool. So that's that's so basically we're just good enough with that, right? They're just gonna send it to the Facebook group and then later they'll get hit with the ads for the next event. Yeah, I think that's fine. Think okay, so now I have them actually apply. Okay, cool. And then just last quick thing before we move on, Christian, you're good on the are you comfortable with the process now of like the using instantly to follow up with the old leads by filtering it? Yeah, no, that's that's all great. I love that. Yeah, it makes it easier, right? Cool. So basically every day you can just go, you can just keep going through this and see who's due for the next follow-up, right? Who hasn't replied, who haven't, who hasn't sent anything in two days, you know? Sweet. Cool. So yeah, on um, Lara Media, I had a, a couple notes, but if you want to just kick it off, Joe, with whatever's, um, whatever's on your mind or, or whatever you want to talk about first, we can go start from there. Uh, yeah. So essentially we have, as you know, you know, from, uh, from the Expert Summit too, we have this newsletter now that we've had for a little over a year now. Really, it's all content-driven. We started monetizing it back in November of last year. Christian and I have been selling Learn Media to it. And so we're, we're, we're selling about, right now, about 200K or so a month in Learn Media. Awesome. And we want to grow that, you know, to probably about 500K a month. Whether or not we're able to do that with this one newsletter, we may have to branch out and create another one. But we're in the process, excuse me. Our Learn Daily newsletter that we have now, it is a subset of our email list of about a million or so mm -hmm. names. We basically said, hey, we're coming out and creating this Learn Daily newsletter. It's a daily newsletter all about, you know, all for designed for side hustle entrepreneurs, freelancers, all around digital marketing, you know, and entrepreneurship, blah, 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 blah. So we have about 300, 350,000 subscribers that actually went and subscribed for this newsletter. Because it is comprised of your side hustle entrepreneurs, you know, more of your B2C people, the freelancers, um, it's not a, a wealthy or affluent group like, let's say, yeah. the Summit or the uh, Board of Expert members, right? That these are digital marketers that are, you know, 150K or more in an annual, you know, you know, salary or revenue type thing. 
that's kind of the, 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 the makeup right now. So what we're thinking right now, the way that Christian and I have been sourcing leads has really just been either through, like you saw at the event, the way that Onyx said, hey, if you want to talk to Joe and Christian, through people that Onyx has already known, he's made Facebook posts, and it's just been kind of word of mouth. But at some point, you know, that's going to run out. Like we're kind of getting to that point now where we're just, you know, we're talking to all those people. We really need to be sourcing some new businesses. And, and one of the things that we're trying to do and that we want to target and I've over the last couple of weeks, I've spoken to probably between Anik and I, six or seven different people in the newsletter industry. So I talked to the VP of the Insider. She runs all of their, they have like 15 different newsletter publications. So like the Hustle, tech newsletter, financial newsletters, talked to someone from the Hustle, the Morning Brew, Onyx spoke to somebody else. We just talked to someone from uh, the Milky Road, which is a crypto newsletter, both he and I on Sunday. The general sense we've got from everybody is, yeah, if it really is comprised of side hustle entrepreneurs, you really want to target marketing SaaS companies, right? Like Canva, Temi. Like think about the software and the apps that they're going to be using. So I think that's the next target that we want to go after. Right now, we've really been focused on the affiliate entrepreneur, right? So like someone like yourself, for instance. You know, we're selling these 50K custom webinars, that sold 80K virtual summit package, which is all around the webinar. That, that's what we do well, but it's ultimately promoting a B2C product, right? That it's got, you know, you know, holds a lot more, a lot more risk for us when we're trying to promote like a true affiliate promotion. Whereas if we're trying to get, if we're trying to promote, you know, a, a subscription for Canva at $35 or $99 a month, or Apollo for $99 a month, you know, there's a lot less risk there. It's not a money-making uh, affiliate offer, if you will. Yeah. So that's kind of the thought process behind it. At some point, Anik and I have agreed, we do want to create a digital marketing newsletter, a newsletter created for someone like yourself, an Onik, you know, the people that come to Expert Summit that are wealthy, affluent, you know, individuals where we can, you know, market a bunch of different other products. Maybe it's nice watches, you know, maybe it's, it's digital marketing stuff, right? But right now, the, the group that we have, they are freelancers. They are side hustle entrepreneurs. So I'm thinking that we have a list. You know, there's a uh, there's a, uh, a newsletter out there that uh, who sponsors stuff. It gives a list of the top 100 newsletter advertisers of 2022. It also gives you a list of all the individual advertisers and newsletters based on category, marketing, finance, tech, et cetera. We've also manually put together a list of about 150, so I, I say we, Onyx assistant Sarah has gone through and built a list of about 115 or so of these marketing SaaS companies, Jasper, Canva, Temi, et cetera. So I think that's probably a good place to start. It's not going to be, the audience isn't going to be as vast as, you know, what we're doing for Expert Summit. So my question for you is, is it easier just for Christian and I to do it the old fashioned way and just go to like how I would do it is I'd go to LinkedIn and I go to Temi and, or whatever, or Canva. I'd see if there's any connections there that I had. I'd look for the head of, you know, marketing or business development and, I, and I'd try and connect with them. That That's how I, you know, spent the last prior to learn my last 10, 15 years building yeah. development relationships. Right. Or is there a way to do cold email or a way to do it through your system that's going to do the same thing, but much faster. They both are really just a different way to get the same end result. Like if you if you boil it down to the core of what it is, you going on LinkedIn or us going on instantly, it's 
still the same idea of just sending someone an outreach message. So the only difference is, yeah, with the business development side of LinkedIn, you can have more of a personal approach to it, have kind of, you know, hit them up on a few different places. Whereas this just allows for more volume and speed, right? Yeah, like LinkedIn Sales Navigator. I mean, quite frankly, I didn't even use uh, Sales Navigator. I, I was just doing, you know, uh, okay, who am I? Is anyone that I know is connected at this company? Can they give me an intro? If not, I would actually go and just message them or connect with them. And when you connect with someone on LinkedIn, you can write a message. And my hit rate was like 75% to 85% of the time, those people were responding to me. You know, I was having a lot of success, you know, breaking into companies that way. I mean, of course, Sales Navigator, I mean, you could target specifically, like you showed me, those 115 companies. I've actually even done it myself. I've gone in there and it just, it, the list was too great. So I was like, maybe I just need to focus on a company at a time, see who's out there and then connect with them that way. So yeah, just wanted to hear your thought of, yeah, hey, let's do it through instantly. I think we can create an email campaign. You know, let's target these 115 companies and, you know, let's, let's kind of do it. Yeah. So do we, um, I think the main question is, do we think we can get more than a 115? Do we think that there's more companies that would fit, that would be fit for this, uh, this newsletter audience? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I was just talking specifically the marketing SaaS companies, right? There's, there's probably a few hundred if I had a guess, right? You know, we've identified 115. There's clearly, uh, a lot more than that. Right. So, but, but, even still, like, I mean, is there 500, right? I, you know, my guess is probably 500 and under. I mean, how many marketing SaaS companies are out there that uh, a side hustle entrepreneur, a freelancer could utilize? Yeah. Right? So it's not like this list of like, oh, the, the, the list is unlimited. Like there's 300,000 people that could potentially, there's a million people that could potentially be interested in coming to learn for Expert Summit. We don't have that infinite scale with this particular model, right? There's only... There's only a subset of companies out there that are going to make sense for us. We can definitely do this through an email campaign. That's not to say that you guys could still set up something on LinkedIn as well, because they could just both be like, you get the benefit of just the speed and scale with this and the fact that it's automated. And maybe, maybe at least for some of the bigger companies that are a little harder to break into, that could be some more old fashioned biz dev. They both have their purpose, right? So that, you know, they don't necessarily have to be doesn't necessarily have to be one or the other, um, but if the question is, would this would this be a good fit for cold email? Then yeah, we could definitely make this work inside of uh, instantly. And so, how would you source those companies, like, and get email addresses? So, how does that work? Through, through yeah. that through the system, right? It's going to have a list of all those those names and companies and emails. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like um, either on Apollo or on LinkedIn and scraping off of there. If you guys had a LinkedIn list that you felt does represent this audience, then you could share that with me um, and I could we could scrape it from there. So we have tools that could actually like pull emails from each of the people on that LinkedIn list. Um, but yeah, e either going directly to a database like Apollo or Crunchbase or scraping from an existing LinkedIn search. Those are the really the main two ways as far as how you get how uh, we can get this data. And so you you mentioned Crunchbase. I've used Crunchbase in the, in the past. I don't currently have a subscription, but is that still a, a good database for you know uh, for content? You know, like you can get emails there, phone numbers. I mean, is it still pretty good? Yeah. So generally, what we use is it's um it's good to find populated list of companies because it has a lot of information on who's been funded recently. Yeah. So uh, as far as actually getting the emails or phone numbers, we would still use another tool to get it from there. Unless now it gives them out. I haven't. 
I don't have access to Christian. I just go in there whenever we uh, have a need for it for a specific campaign. So I used to have one. It's not not since I've been here. I used to actually use Jigsaw back in the day, but that I don't even know if Jigsaw exists. That was really good. It had job title by company, email, phone. It, it was very very you know act or uh, accurate. Yeah, gotcha. That's cool. I never haven't heard of that one. I wouldn't do it anymore. I think if I stopped using it because it was like. At some point, it kept crashing my computer and putting viruses on it. I'm like, oh, I got to get out of here. I was like, I think I identified every time I went to Jigsaw. It was like right after that, there's like a Trojan horse. So I stopped using. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, so you said either Apollo or Crunchbase for setting up the emails and phone numbers. And then, yeah, recently funded is going to be big for us. I think that's, yeah. you know, or we. I've also talked to people that said, and look at the companies that are recently hiring. If they're hiring at a, at a pretty big rate, typically they're going to want to advertise as well. Recently funded, recently hiring, that's definitely another really good indicator. So I'm wondering, yeah, in this case, since it's a smaller niche, we really have to squeeze the juice and try to find as many companies as, uh, as possible. I'm wondering, with that said, is there what other types of companies would want to advertise to an audience of freelancers? Because there's other apps other than marketing. Like I'm thinking of like business setup apps, you know, like, CRM tools that kind of breaks more into sales, but I feel like there's other. We've talked yeah. about CRMs. The problem is a lot of these people, it's it's like one or two, maybe three people top. So they're, they're typically not using a CRM. Um, but but I'm not saying we should take that off the table because like a go high level is pretty cheap, right? So certainly like, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. CRMs would, would, would be in there. Any other type of like funnel building, you know, type of software, that's kind of really marketing software. So yeah, you, you're right. Like maybe it's it's phones, right? Like a phone mm-hmm. software, like voice phone systems, like cloud call, those type of companies. This is basically just apps that sell software to small businesses. Nah, not just small businesses, kind of like small online businesses. Like QuickBooks, what I mean would that be? Probably not because these people are, it's a side hustle business. You know, they're not probably using QuickBooks is, is my guess. Now, some of them, yes, right. They've got a smaller company, but a lot of these are like, it's like one individual, right? It's a yeah. side hustle entrepreneur, two, maybe three people at best. And if, if they're at that point, even that's a lot. Uh, but it could be like uh, CRM companies. I'm trying to think what else would make sense. VoIP companies. VoIP's a good one. Yeah, because they, they, they need to be able to dial out, like email. Well, again, that's marketing now. I was going to say like uh, autoresponders, like, but that's, that would be in the marketing SaaS companies at that point. Funnel builders, email platforms, e-com, you know, like software, stuff like that. But that's, again, all marketing SaaS. So I think what I'll do is I'll send over in the chat I'll, I'll i have the list but i want to add to it through uh the who's sponsoring now and just kind of take a quick look and add to it and then i'll send you a list that i have and then maybe you can help source some of the void the crm you know companies like I, again like i used to use like jigsaw is another good one where you can put in like the competitor tools like if i put in cloud call it would give me a list of all the their void competitors and i was like okay great now i know who, who to target like I would go and say, okay, who's advertising in this newsletter? Okay, it's Cloud Call. Who's Cloud Call's competitors? Now I should go after you know those five or six or ten companies that are competitors, and then you kind of go down that list. And again, that's a slower process and you know uh, more of a, a one-off process, but that's just kind of the old school way I, that I used to source. You know, and that's that definitely um that definitely can still get us 
get us some more once we have at least a couple starting points. Yeah, I think this will just require us to be just be more efficient and really exhaust all options that fit in the in the category. And then let's just see kind of what we're working with from there. So anything else you guys can think of, like CRM companies, VoIP companies, marketing SaaS? I mean, if you're a freelancer, what else would you be using? You know, or you're not using Outlook, you know, you're using probably Gmail, you know, emailers. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm trying to think out loud. As far as different specific platforms or types of platforms? J just in general, like services, like marketing. And I, like to AJ's point, doesn't even need to be marketing services, but like if you were a freelancer, side hustle entrepreneur, what type of resources would you need? I need to call people. So I need VoIP capabilities, a CRM. I need marketing tools, which would include everything from chat to Canva text. to text to Temi to whatever, you know, that sort of thing. Free pro project or task management like Asana? Yeah, so that again, I think that was in the the marketing SaaS. But you're right. I, I would say project management apps like a Trello or some of these other ones, Asana. What about like calendar apps. That's a good one. Calendar apps. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a very good one. Yeah, definitely um, a good one. Or uh, not so much calendar apps, but booking apps like Calendly. Calendly. Or was that what you were thinking? No, I was Calendly. thinking like like scheduling like calendar uh, apps. scheduling or book a call. Scheduling apps, but a lot of those are free, I think, aren't they? No, I guess Calendly does cost money. Mm -hmm. Like $12 a month, yeah. I think. So yeah, so those would all be perfect like advertisements for our newsletter, right? They wouldn't have, so right now, just again, to, to, to reiterate, you know, Christian and I, we, we haven't really sold too much of like true newsletter sponsorships of like, hey, for 10 grand, you're going to get a logo, you're going to get a series of ads. It, it's really been more of the for 50K, we're going to give you that. We sold 120K newsletter sponsorship, uh, two actually. We sold two of them. But th this would be more in line with those individuals. The people we're talking to, th this isn't going to help them because they want to, they need like a, they're, you know, really like a return on their investment. I'm going to spend 50K, but I want a thousand people on live. I want to sell them a 997 product. That's a harder sell. A fifteen dollar, you know, monthly subscription—that's perfect for if we happen to be talking about, you know, uh, great calendars out there for freelancers to use for native content. You can put a couple of links of mm -hmm. some ads in there and say, "Hey, for five grand, we'll give you a placement. We're going to be talking about, you know, great calendar apps for freelancers and entrepreneurs." Like that is seamless, right? It's mm -hmm. native content. Like that's kind of where my head was going. And when you said you, you only sold a one or two straight newsletter, you mean someone that only paid for the newsletter placement and you didn't do some like webinar or other stuff with too? Or, is that, or did, did you mean something else by that? No, that's correct. These other packages that we've sold, uh, they've included newsletter sends, but they were more, they're webinar packages, like 50K, 80K webinar packages. That right, it was part of it, okay. Getting registrations, getting, like I, I just sold one right now, Chris and I were working on, it's $200,000 for four custom webinars. That also includes three solo email sends to the newsletter. It also includes a podcast with Onyx. So it's more inclusive, not a straight sponsorship of the newsletter. So like for bucks, you can sponsor today's newsletters, today's email send only, get a logo at top, you'll get an ad at the, at, I'm sorry, a, a brought to you by or a sponsorship logo of the email. You get a ad at the top of the email, a middle ad, a closing ad, and that's your $7,500 sponsorship for your product. What were the two people that bought the straight sponsorship? What, what kind of companies were they? 
uh, what was the one Christian that you sold? Was self-publishing. So self-publishing. And then the other one, Peter Horn had a, an AI program that they were uh, trying to promote. Gotcha. That's interesting. An AI program for, are there any service providers you could see being good for this audience? Like agencies or like coaches that special, I mean, there's definitely coaches that specialize in the market, but then that's, that, that's also kind of learned at that point. Um, like that's, that's who we're uh, selling, like the webinar packages and things too. Because they're looking for sales, right? So they're looking for stu- coaching students and stuff like that. So AJ, I, I got, I do have to run in this twelve o'clock call, but I will get this, uh, I'll get this over to you before the end of the day. I'll give you the list that we're a starting point, and then let's let's kind of go from there, and we can kind of build it out and, and see where we go. Yeah, for sure. So to see what we can do here. There's definitely something we can do. All right, awesome. Appreciate the time today. You got it. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, thanks, thank you, AJ. AJ. See you guys.